You're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio. Available now on Dash Radio. The following program may contain verbiage and views that will offend some listeners. Discretion is advised. In case you're unclear what this means, words like f***, s***, balls, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Lincoln Bio. I am alongside my esteemed co-host, Fresh Kills. How are you today? Here we are. Uh, young man. Welcome to 2021. Welcome to a new year, a new hope, new possibilities. And I'd like <laughs> to welcome our fans back to the show. Um, we, as you may have noticed, took a little bit of leave, but uh, we're back. Oh, wasn't it we're great? dedicated to creating great content. For, uh, for you guys. So here we are. Wasn't it great? Wasn't it great to be free of us for a couple of weeks? A couple of bozos here? Wasn't that wonderful? I think um, if people use the time to spend time with family and maximize their personal enjoyment, then absolutely. Right, free. right. This is the new <laughs> this is the new Lincoln bio, ladies and gentlemen. This is the this is the new dad, the new father father uh, father L R L B. Father LB over here. You know, um, wearing a turtleneck. He's he's life he's, is just. Uh, you really, it really gets put in perspective, and I, <laughs> I, I just want to focus on what's most important and do the right thing always, including. Is that right? Include and that and that 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 is included in my broadcast. Trying to convince philosophy. your wife to to make love to you in between my broadcast when, when your kids asleep. What's mm-hmm. the deal? Would it be appropriate to speak on another man's marital uh, affairs? Wow, the new LB. Possibly not. So let's just keep everything above <laughs> board. Right? I can't let's, believe this. Let's have a great show. Let's let's have fun. I'm all, all for fun. You know, we speculated. You know me. I joyfully speculated about the man that you would become once once you were a dad, and and we're finding out here right before our eyes, ladies and gentlemen. I want to have psych. Cum bubble, funk tr- fuck trumpet, knob head, yeah. piss flaps, twat, shit bag, cock nose, dick weed, bitch tits, arse badger, jizz cock, b- bo abby, what the fuck is that? Cum dumpster, wanker, bollocks, twat waffle, nice I'm not thunder cunt, crap, dickhead, shit pouch, pish, jizz stain, nonce, puss kidney, piss kidney, pardon me. That's the top swear words, but according to BuzzFeed. I'm not afraid to cut you, man. I will cut you. You thought I, you, you guys thought I changed? Never change, dog. <laughs> I'll never change, dog. No, it just gets more real. You, now, you're, now you're cleaning poop off of your little son's balls every other day. It's true. The balls do. How do you know the balls get poopy? I mean, I don't know. I have, I have friends with kids. I watch enough stand-up comedy. Changing diapers is not well. Infant diapers is not gross because what they eat and what they come, what comes out of them, it's not really that smelly. It's not that thick. It's just kind of this look looks like mustard, Mm. grainy mustard. Yeah. Wow. And smells like uh, I don't know, like sour grapes. Here's the real question, and this is what this would you know this is what from polling our fans meticulously over the break i've discovered they want to know 
This wizard, knob jockey, cunt puddle. Sorry, what, sorry. what does breast milk taste like? You haven't, savage. It's sweet, but I haven't really, I don't think I've eaten it yet. I've smelled it. I'm scared that I'd get addicted to having it in my coffee because it's sweet and it's milk. So, like, come on, man. It's like a, it's like a split. It's like, what's that uh, milk? You know, you go to like a crappy motel and there's that powdered milk and sugar combo pack. Oh, uh, coffee mate or whatever. Yeah. Some of that shit. I'm just scared that I'll fall in love with it. So you haven't tried, you have a freaking factory over there. You haven't even tried it. Come on. I I had a tablespoon of it. Um, my friend, my, my older, my co-host on my old show, uh, she gave me and Icy, we both had a tablespoon of her breast milk. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, it was delicious. Very nutritious. Did you know that uh, the milk is custom ordered to the baby's needs? So like, yes. some would say that those who freeze their milk is not the best idea because uh, what the baby is going to need in a month is not the same. Calorically. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, they say, oh, you're going to get a lot of advice and, you know, you're just going to have to come up with what works for you. And that is true. But what we've noticed or in our experience, that variety of advice, it's not like what you'd expect, which is like the uh, gossipy friends and family opinionated. This is how you're supposed to raise a child. I actually think people like in our society or you know, our neck of the woods have a little more respect now. Like we all know what it's like to have preachy parents and nobody likes that. But what it is, it's the medical profession that are all giving us different opinions on breastfeeding and all these things. They, they, they contradict each other. It's crazy. Huh. It's crazy. They all say different, not completely different, but different philosophies. Wow. And they speak in, actual, in actuality when they say it. They don't go, my belief. They go, this is what it is. Okay. And you want to tell those people to go, go to hell, huh? No, not at all. But we're realizing that that come to your own conclusion thing is like oddly like wrestling medical advice, which we didn't think. So yeah, has you so so legit legitimate question? Mm. Has your heart grown a size? Like, do you love the world more? Like, does the love that you found you have for your newborn son does that does that love translate? Like, do you then go out? Like, let's say you go to, let's say you go to the store to get some groceries because you know. Right. Are you like, you looking at pedestrians crossing the street in front of your car and you're like, wow, yeah. For like the first like couple days, sure. <laughs> but then the sleep deprivation and the, and the crying and he's fussy. So, oh, no. so my, my interactions with him are like mostly consoling, crying every couple of, like it's, he's not colicky, you don't think, but so it's, my heart is warm, but it'll get warmer when he his intestinal thing calms down at two months and you know, he smiles and all that. So right now I'm, I'm kind of letting mommy uh, be the leader and I'm chipping in and you know, yeah, yeah. it's, a, yeah, it, it's, it's a jerking off in the garage. Like, a Oh man, woman. it's a, it's an interesting experience. It's a, it's like a, a feat of strength, almost. What's his Charles. name? Charlie. Charles. Charles. Yeah. Charles Bio. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll work. Charlie. Oh, yeah, Charlie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, COVID, like, too. You know, like, Tupac famously said, uh, oh, you know, people used to say to me when I was going into jail, you're going to come out with all this 
all this heat. And he's like, yo, jail is not the spot. Like, oh, COVID, you're home all day. You know, you have, you have all this time to dedicate to your child. That's going to be so amazing. Yeah, but like we're not in the most mentally stimulating and pleasing time, right? It's a dark time. So it's just you, hearts are tender. I find it. My wife is like like a superhero. So she's unfazed by almost anything. But mm. me personally, like I'm not the chip cheeriest person. Being home all day in my house is not that fun. So it's I would say it's not necessarily like this utopian child rearing environment. You mean the sunny disposition that our friends and fans have come to love and enjoy from you is, is, is no longer? Is that what you're saying? Wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't have this outlet. Maybe that's what it was for two weeks. I didn't have your goofy friggin' libtard. I mean, well, yeah. Well, not to mention I'm a sleepless wreck of a man. I, I haven't been able, like, since Christmas, I, I haven't been able to get anything done. I'm a, I smell bad. I sleep all day. I'm like, I'm a real... I'm a puddle right now. Yeah. I'm yeah, a real. You're, uh, you're settling useless. into your, but it's not upsetting you. You've you've come to terms with it. You're relaxed about being. Are you gaining weight? Oh, I think so. Mm. I think so. But you no, know, you know what I'm. You no, know, the only thing I'm doing that's keeping me alive, that's keeping me from like legitimately going over the edge, is I've made a beat a day. Nice. Of, of the entire year so far. So I know that's not saying a ton, but. I have like I haven't been able to get any work done for clients. I haven't been able to get any work of import done for myself or anything. But I've made a beat a day to prevent the total, you know, jumping into the abyss or falling into the abyss of of self um, mm. self doubt. Um, mm. I'm not a depressed person, and I am very blessed. But at the same time, I mean, I'm pretty useless right now. I don't know if I could pleasure Yo, a woman right hope, now. Dog, where's the hope at? I don't got. I I have literally taken my mindset and shrunken it into this tunnel. I don't watch the news really. I look at some news articles on my phone, but basically, I don't care about the news. Even some sports, like, oh, this guy can't play that. Whatever. Like, I just live in this weird tunnel of my own thoughts. We gotta talk about the news. Unfortunately, it's just it's ridiculous. They stormed these idiots. Yeah, those guys are such pussies, though. Don't you think? Like, don't you think that the cops all know that they're pussies too? Because they didn't actually fucking, they broke in and like were stealing shit and ransacking. But like, did they fight any cops or like how, how violent was it? Yeah. They fought, they killed a cop with a, with a fire extinguisher. Oh no. Really? Beat a cop to death with a fire extinguisher. One got beaten to death? Yes. Damn. And then I I guess, you know, who knows? Just like, you know. And and obviously the riots that happened in, uh, or the protests that happened in, uh, where was the big one? Where did George Floyd, Floyd happen? All over the Where's place. Where's George Floyd? Where, where, oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Like, the what spawned that is a much more pure, like, good, if you can say good reason, right? Like this George Floyd atrocity. But then you have people going burning down a police station. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. You know? It's so crazy, it, but it, it makes just, sense. Nah, I mean, violence is not, you can't, no, 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 but I'm saying you can't two, justify but, violence, it's a slippery slope, but in that, no, 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 I no. get a little mixed up. With Hold this, on, this but no, 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 but uh, well, it's two plus two equals four here, right? The cops kill somebody, so the cops kill somebody unlawfully, so we burn down the, the station. And we, I mean, and we, and we, and we rob, uh, we uh, storm a target and loot TVs? I'm just saying 
That that makes sense. This doesn't make sense. The storm what, in the capital. Fair, fair. But I'm just saying, like the way groups of people get and their behavior get categorized, like people people are misbehaving, not one or the other. And one just seemingly are much more unintelligent about what they're doing. Like they actually believe in what they're doing. People who are stealing shit. It's almost more honest, right? It's like, yeah, fuck it, steal shit. Like it's just it's anarchy. It's not pretending to be like these Trump rallies, which is like the pretending to be this like America, like sticking oh. up for our rights. It's it's just a giant uh, uh, barbecue turned militia, right? <laughs> right, but I'm not going to let you try to suggest, like I, I'm not going to let you equate the, 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 two, the two things. Not equate them, but they're both, they're both civil unrest and they're both uh, 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 not behavior that's particularly... Uh, uh, favorable behavior to go out and wreck shit is not good. You know, these people are, they're, they're dumb. They're, they're scared. They're dumb. It's bad. I, I don't like, man, it's bad. It's really bad, but they're getting it too. Like, yeah, they're being arrested. It's they're just getting it, man. Good. They're getting it. Just the media, good. nobody's giving them any sympathy, you know? Well, sympathy, no, but at the same time, you know, the stuff that they were doing to, you know, like the way that the the way that the Capitol building, or I can't remember, it was it was the monument, Lincoln Monument, was protected from BLM versus the way the Capitol was protected. I mean, I don't get that shit. What do That's, you mean? It's no, I get it. I, racism. It's so it's systemic racism. Yes, is what it is. Cops, there's there's footage of cops waving the crowd in to the yeah, Capitol. Yeah. So I don't know. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. racism. I mean, if you need an example of how police departments treat different types of people, the, the proof was on the sixth. I mean, there's, yeah. that's what it is. So I don't know. And they're dumb. Cause like, fuck man, they just, they, you know what they were, you know, that election wasn't stolen. it's just, it's, it's just, it's literally like, oh, that's oh, the reason you can't equate it. It's like, you trying to equate the two. Is I'm not equating it. I'm not equating it. I'm just yeah, civil saying. unrest. No, I'm not equating them. See, this is what happens when people, when, when you don't say exactly what someone wants to hear and they start connecting dots. I'm not equating them. Those guys are lunatics on a QAnon psychotic. It's basically yeah. that South Park where those guys drink all that schnapps. There's zero like, justification for their no, doing. It's, it's, doing. It's, it's zero. Insanity. It's insanity. But my There's whole thing not is. zero justification for the other stuff. That's I, what I'm I, saying. So equating them is well, ridiculous. No, no, no. Listen. Like things are, if you take things too far, you you remove your point. You remove your thing. If you are trying to march for justice and you go and you start breaking into private property and stealing things, you've mm -hmm. you've ruined your point. That's not that's not so. that's not um, speaking your mind. That's being. I, an, I disagree. Uh, really, really. Okay. Explain to me how robbing uh, a store and some small businesses, no doubt, got affected too. How that uh, just is is doing the right thing. For, for that it's situation. not doing the right thing exactly it's not doing the right thing it's bad but behavior right but it doesn't compare to a cop killing an innocent person in the street like but that's see, that's not what I'm doing feeling something isn't as bad as that so in a lot of ways if you want to talk about equating things no no like if you're why are you comparing that why are you comparing because you're making why, why are you, you no, false I'm, equivalent arguments and that's no. That's stupid. No, no, you're see, you're not and listening. The devil's to me. advocacy thing. The, the devil's advocacy, unfortunately, is a privileged argument this as well, not, which no, is no. also you're, you're 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 saying I'm comparing stealing 
to what happened to George Floyd? No. What I'm saying is, is if you have a point to make, if you're trying to stick up for something, if you're trying to defend yourself, if you're trying to make any point, it's uh-huh. like in having a conversation, right? Like you and I, we're getting a little heated now. We're going to throw it a down. punch. It's we're going to bring it down. Exactly. If you overdo it, you have ruined your point. You are now acting out. You are now overcome with emotion. You're acting inappropriately and your point's gone. So that's my thing about some of those other protests. The extent to which they went, people are doing crazy shit. And now it's no longer your point. You kind of ruined your own point because you didn't need to do that. You don't need to break into stores. You need to march on the Capitol. You need to protest. You need to refuse to move off a road or do whatever. And yes, clashes with police happen in these situations. But destruction of property, now you're a crazy person. Here's and, the and there are crazy people on okay. all over the world. I get you. I of, get every, of every political persuasion. So once you start acting crazy, you're a crazy person. Let me ask sure. you this then. Let me ask you this point then. Do you think that the point of Black Lives Matter has been erased because of the protests that you've seen? Do you think that point has been erased? N- no. Okay. Okay, cool. No. And next question is, do you think that... The storming of the Capitol, the point, their point has been erased, or if they ever had one? I don't think they ever really had a great point. Okay, no. cool. All right. All right. Well, that, I think that's an important distinction to make 100%. here. 100%. These are not, they're not equal, equal movements. That they're, they're lunatics. QAnon? QAnon is insane. QAnon's like, I don't even, you know what I mean? It's like conspiracy weirdo shit. Like, these people are lunatics. I'm not equating them. I'm just saying, if you misbehave, you misbehave. Even if you had a great point. So if, if you want to be, if we want to be uh, on the right side of history, just make sure you're um, not breaking shit and, and being violent. Also advocating for violence is fucked up too. You know, it's, it's okay to point out like, I can't believe these people weren't uh, brought with more uh, police thing, but to say the cops should shoot. Like now you're, People start crossing the line when you advocate for violence. I actually haven't heard too much of that, though, which impresses me that people aren't saying that, you know? No, I mean, people are disappointed that, yeah. well, I don't, yeah, people are disappointed that yeah. the cops didn't yeah. treat I, in the same way. That being said, you know, they were tear gassed or whatever, you know, you know people died. So, you know, yeah. obviously. Considering defend, how but, crazy that was. There wasn't actually a lot of human. Doesn't it feel like the human casualty was light? Because some of the deaths were like dudes having a heart attack, and you know what I mean. Like it was like surprise, and that's because the cops just let them in, right? There was no real. The cops didn't stand up and fight them too hard, you know. Yeah, there was no conflict, right? It's interesting. Yeah, how, it's interesting how that leads to a less loss of life, but makes it seem more chaotic. Because like, how do they how do they get into those buildings, dude? Like, well, how is the capital of the United States government not more protected than, like, I don't know, like, a it's municipal like, building? In, the like, coup comes from within, right? The coup is the people who work in that building who let them in. That's the coup. Not the lunatic QAnon fucking dude with the horns getting in the front door. The coup is the people who stuck, look, like, got out of the way, excuse me, got out of the way and let it happen. Crazy. Yeah, there's all this weird stuff coming out too that like what was stolen from certain like thing that certain things were stolen from from congressional offices and like not just not just artifacts and things like that, but like that other things were taken and blah 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 blah. But I don't know about all that stuff and I don't want to devolve into it. Um it was What's America gonna do with these people, man? But 
here, here's the one thing that I do want to give to you. I, I, I am going to give to your point because the one thing that the one thing that like yes, everyone everyone's talking about the seriousness of it that it was an insurrection that it was that it was like a, a it was a sedition and like if you get you know in certain countries and even in you know in the United States in in decades past if you were successfully prosecuted or convicted of sedition you get put to death for that kind of stuff it's treasonous right so you know on the one hand it's treason and oh my god you know the president led an insurrection to take over the cap like on the one hand on the other hand it was a bunch of totally inane yahoos ineffectual yahoos that were that were completely just fueled with lies and bullshit and it didn't do anything it was a drunk barbecue militia i'm telling you it was a bunch of guys that went up for a barbecue like it's south park it's literally south park do you know what i'm talking about where they're doing the civil war reenactment as the as the as the oh my god we should fucking do a like live watch basically they're doing civil war reenactments and the ones who were the what was the southern army called the Confederate Army, the Confederates. These guys were drinking schmore schnapps, like s'more, yeah. like yeah. And they just went overboard, and they started going to town to town, recruiting more people to be on their side in the Civil War reenactment, and eventually became a militia that was starting to take over the country. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? I, I think that's really the interesting. That's an interesting conversation that we could have because I, that I hear in your argument where it's like, on the one hand. Because you know, like this whole time, we've been just, we're so used to hearing things that are just ridiculous and lies and, you know, things that are blown out of proportion and, you know, every, each side is, you know, moving politically and there's arguments that are, that are, that are, that have ulterior motives. So people are using one thing and overblowing its importance to kind of prove something else with whatever ulterior motive. So we're so used to that, but it's, so the thing is at what point, like what, what point are we at? And so a lot of people have decided that this is the point, right? That we're going to be like, okay, enough with all of the rhetoric and bullshit. Like, this is what really happened, and this is what needs to happen. But at the same time, we've been people have been talking crazy for the past oh decade, longer than four years. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there's this sense of it all being kind of a sham and all being like a tr- like a trumped up I'm Trump bad word. Like a, like sort of like a, like a, like almost like a, like a lot. What's the word I want to say? Like a reality show gone awry is what it is. And so you don't know when is it like, I don't know. Like, it seems like a dream half the time. Right. What is America going to do with these people? Like, that's my whole point to people on the left who are so mad about these loony, loony tunes and their just solution is to say they're they're idiots and they're wrong. And but where are they gonna? It's like, guys, these people aren't going anywhere. It's like if you had a, a swimming oh. hole near you, and it had piranhas in it, okay, and those piranhas are never gonna be gone. You could walk in the water and get mad about it and run out or do whatever. Or what if you learned that if you fed them a little bit, it buy you an hour of peace. You know what I mean? These people are crazy, and they're uneducated, and they're upset, and they're minds are warped but there's millions of them and they're not going anywhere well this is so so you got to find a way to calm them down like that should be people's motivation not to just get so mad and and this and that you got to do something about them man because they're not going anywhere it's like what they're doing well the answer to that because i agree with you and i don't know that this is the right answer but you know and this is the big this is the big controversy that you know trump's been taken off of twitter and all and youtube and everything else and 
you know, that was, that's been the answer. You're right. We've fed, we've fed these insane people. We, we, this like stream of lies for so long. We've got to cut off the pipeline of lies, which is we can't, we've got to deplatform a lot of these people. But of course that's, of course now what's happening is all of these other right wing motherfuckers are saying, well, that's censorship and that's, that's freedom of speech. And I want to put this to you because, mm. you know, between the two of us, you're the one that beats that's beating their chest on the freedom of speech thing. Um, and so, you know, and, but, and okay, well, so this, what are the, what's the price of it? Right. Well, what are the prices that we're willing to pay? What are the prices that we're not willing to pay? I think that I'm going to lay this at your feet and say that, you know, where as the one between us, that's, that's beating the freedom of speech. I want to be able to say despicable things on air, or I want to be able to live in a freedom of a free, you know, flow of ideas and stuff like that. We are at this ridiculous point because we've platformed and allowed freedom of speech to incite violence. I think you would, I think you would agree that inciting violence shouldn't be allowed on these platforms, but should we be allowed to foment swaths of crazy people with lies over the course of four or five years? Like, well, well, that doesn't seem right either. No. Okay. Okay. So here's what I'll say. So, um, Politicians, know your answer's gonna politicians suck. forever gonna suck. have been held to this unrealistic standard that they were supposed to be perfect individuals. Sort of like priests are not supposed to have politicians. They're not supposed to have sexual desires, priests, which is crazy. Every human does. When you do that, it, it people just do things underground or they go crazy. So Trump comes along and he's this anti that. And that is oddly refreshing before you really realize how much of a lunatic he is and how racist he is and all this other shit. Um, but um, basically, sorry, I'm like losing my train of thought. There's a, there's a responsibility though still, even though it's nice if someone's not perfect and not pretending to be perfect, that's refreshing. There is a very serious responsibility with office that you should be an inspiring person. You should never, you should be positive and you should never be trying to, take one group and pit them against another. And Trump has repeatedly done that over the course of his presidency, either by not say, condemning the, the, those uh, friggin' weird Charleston things. And, all, and yep. it led up to this point where he's denying the, that he lost the election, riling up people, and then he's egging on his people to march. And with how big of a pressure cooker we're in with COVID and with the political climate, it was inevitable that this insurrection was going to happen so i mean he's been long overdue for something like this with just respect to the office and his responsibility as a leader this is no longer a freedom of speech issue as a leader of that magnitude uh it's it's not about free speech anymore it's i don't even know what it is that it's not even in that realm you know what i mean so i totally support like it's enough is enough man you know that answer was as that answer surprisingly didn't suck i'm I'm, no it's true but i just want everybody to know your favorite guy, your 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 politician, your your hero is is got some dirt too, boys and girls. So don't act like the like you're. There's no holy people, especially in the the cutthroat world of capitalism. Joe Biden, all these other people, they all got blood on their hands. Okay, corporate this and that. So just be aware. You know, well, look at yourself too. Okay. Well, look at that, huh? Yeah, and daddy, daddy LB. In the flesh, dog. Should we do some more swear words? No, because I gotta edit all this crap. And I look, look. I'm not gonna do it, and then we're gonna get shut down. Mm. So do me a favor, man. Mm. 
I'm in no state. Shut down. The new brand. I'm in new no state to be doing work okay, of import. That was nice. That was good. We we got along there. You know? We brought it home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be in Canada, though, I'll tell you that much. Good Lord, I'm trying to get my girl out of there. Out of oh, yeah. that hellscape. Is that know? even gonna happen? Is that yeah, she's got yeah, she had a she had a job interview in Peel region and uh, we're working oh, on shit. it. Peel. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. But uh but it's nice to be in Canada, you know. I had a good Christmas, you know, I hung out with the fam, I quarantined for a couple of weeks so I can hang with the fam. So I had some rechargeable time, it was good. I just haven't been able to get back on the horse, but I had a really good Christmas. Nice. So, you know. What are you gonna do? I uh yeah, I gave birth. Yeah. Twenty third. And you want to try you were trying to do the show. I wanted I to. I, failed, I guess I failed our fans yeah, there. You fucking stink for that. I was in the delivery room wanting to do like a quick episode. It would have been awesome. I would have got in trouble in the middle of it, which would have been funny. You fucked up. Yeah, I robbed our fans of an opportunity to hear you at the at the the pivot point of your life. Right? We yeah. we 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 missed an opportunity. For that I apologize. Uh maybe, you know, maybe we'll get another shot, you know, when I have mine if so, I ever do. So one thing I've learned too from like at different points in your life, you have to grow up a little bit, right? Like when you start university, you have to grow up because in a sense, because even though you're going to party a lot, your education now is something that somebody paid for or you're paying for. So you can't fuck it up. You grow up a little bit because of that. And then you get your first job. And uh, now I got to grow up in a big way too here. And uh, I kind of need a little help to do that. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm going to go back into therapy for this. I need help. So I just, I'm just saying that because, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you're trying mm. to play f- sports again. You haven't played sports in four years, and you go out, and you, your, your knee kills. Hey, maybe you go to physio, you know? You need a little help. So I definitely do. I definitely do because th- th- I need to grow up, and uh, it's a bit of like a, oh, holy shit. Of course. So me and my boy are making this track, right? Uh we produced the beat. I wrote the melody, wrote some lyrics, sent him the lyrics. He's like, they're pretty good. He's like, some of the stuff's inconsistent. I, I want to get my boy, tap my boy into help. He's really good with lyrics. I'm like, okay, cool. So we started text conversation with this guy and he's trying to get me off the topic. Originally, my topic was like uh, social media uh, taking over somebody's life and how like, in a re- it was from the frame of a relationship where like, somebody's more like a guy is more in love with his phone than he is with this girl. Mm-hmm. And so this guy's talking about, Oh, I feel like that's played out. I'm like, okay, well that's your opinion. Fine. And, and then he's like, plus, uh, you know, there's all this talk about how social media is corrupting people. And I think that's well overblown. So this guy's talking pretty strong game about his opinion on this stuff while he's supposed to be just supporting the track. Okay. And I'm kind of like, I want to chirp at him in the text. I want to be like, listen, bro, you're here to help me. You asked me to tell you, what is this about? Where did this come from? And now you're like questioning where I'm coming from. But okay, you're good with lyrics. Let's see what you do. And he's like, I'll get you something in like a week. That was like a month and a half ago. (laughs) We have nothing. So this guy's talking all this. He's getting real opinionated about my work. And then he doesn't show up. Like, bro, what are you doing? You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe he died. <laughs> Actually, I have a story like that. 
Does this okay. like maybe something really bad happened to him? I just listen, man. He's a young kid, right? Young kid for sure. Young kids, uh, unsolicited, will be very opinionated without necessarily thinking about who's receiving that opinion. You know, and listen, just because you don't see me on the Billboard charts doesn't make my artistry any less real. You know what I mean? So if I was a real established artist, an established artist, if somebody started to like question their writing, would be like, "What? Bye." <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. So it's just funny. Listen, man. If you make, if you're a, a a private contractor in any way, you sell your services. Number one, do not overpromise and underdeliver. Okay. People got to stop doing that. I'll get it to you in two days. A week later. If it was gonna take a week, just say a week. It's fine. Okay, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Piss me off. Yeah, me I don't off. work with a lot of songwriters. Thankfully, I feel I I don't know. I've had good and bad experiences. I had a girl one time who was like clearly trying, like she clearly had been wanting to work with me for a long time, and she was like, she tried to convince me because I was kind of not really feeling it, and she was like, "Well, I'm doing you a favor by writing something to your beat." And I was kind of like, what? I'm like, yo, like, you're trying to work with me. Like, how is this you doing me a favor? Like, I'm fresh kills up in this. I'm like, get out of here. And it was just really funny because she was really hot. And I think she thought she could manipulate me with her, with like, with her hotness and stuff. It's weird. Dealing and I was like, the- I'm just not, you know. Dog, listen, this is where money makes things so much easier. When money's involved and people are compensated, like when everybody in a, in an environment is professional to the extent that they're only going to go into this place if they're getting paid. So let's say there's a songwriter, a beat maker, a recording engineer, and a fucking A&R or something in a, in a like established situation, they're all getting paid. Everybody's going to do their thing and get along better. And and no one's going to like sub this anyone or ghost anyone because you have contracts, you have money to pay people and everybody does their job. But when you, do this grassroots thing that me and you do and you know what's the money and people are jockeying for things man shit's so it's so difficult to get work done sometimes you know i find songwriting is tough because it's on spec so much so it's like yeah you're talking about a situation where people are getting paid i mean i've been i've been in situations where because the other thing about you know songwriter that's paid so you know, a couple situations. One, there, it, it's either on spec, which which is really tough. And I've I've worked. I've actually stopped working with people because it's like you want to spend a day a week in the studio with me writing. But like, what are we doing? Like, if you don't get any placements in six months, I've spent how many days with you in the studio? F- frankly, I'd rather just I'd rather have someone in here record. I make for yeah. 40, 50 bucks an hour. Like, I'm, you gotta I'm you need a flat fee, right? That makes the you spec okay. stuff. Yeah, the spec stuff. Doesn't, yeah, the spec stuff doesn't work for me. The other side of it is, if you look at guy, and I've I've done this. I've done sessions where you know writers come in and they all have publishing deals, so they're all paid. Like, it's part of their job as part of signing their deal and getting whatever it is they get a year or however however their publishing deal works. They've got to show up to writing to writing sessions or whatever. And I've I've been in those sessions, and those those sessions can be absolutely miserable too because. They're not inspired. Absolutely. They're punching the clock. 
Well, and also they're they're usually not given jobs that are all that fun anyway. Like it, it it's it's like well the one the one that was the most amazing it was probably one of the most ridiculous writing sessions I've ever been involved with. I was I used to do a lot of the, I used to engineer a lot of sound a lot of songwriting workshops um, for Sony and for other people, but. This one time it was, it was right. It was right after. It's like every, you know, every the whole industry because sales were got so screwed with MP3 downloading. It was like everything went to the publishing wings. So the publishing wings were the ones that were pushing projects. So for example, uh, Sony put out a, was doing a music a video a, a movie for the Bratz dolls. Do you remember the Bratz dolls? No. God, okay, they were like Barbies, but they had bigger heads and bigger eyes. And they, they caused trouble. And they caused trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brad's. So they made a Brad's Dolls movie. And so, so, and it was Sony that was making it. So Sony Publishing here in Canada was like, okay, well, let's get a bunch of writers and, and, and get them to pitch songs for the movie. Oh, write no. songs for the movie. So that's actually where I met Agile, which is sort of interesting who we should have on the show. Yeah. yeah but uh, they had, you know, so Agile's a producer. They had a guy... I don't remember. Oh my god! Do you remember? It was like, it was a blonde-haired guy and a and a and a brunette guy, and they were like super, super effeminate-looking dudes in a group. They were a duo. It was a Canadian duo. I can't remember what they were called. Oh my god! Did they have a single that really popped? But it was like yeah, like kind of like on some <laughs> like they were like Len kind of. Yeah. Well, not like Len. I mean, they were singing. They were singing. They had real cheesy pop songs, but. Anyway, the guy was really cool, but it was really funny because he came in, he was this blue-eyed blonde, and he was always a pop singer. And that's what he wanted to do, but it was like, so he's all, he's working through it. He had a really good little production setup. He was cool. Uh, it was Agile, me, and then a couple of people. Was one guy that wrote, he wrote like Women in Songs 8. Like he had a hit with Celine Dion like Jeez. 10 years ago. Um, and we were trying to write songs and track songs for the Bratz Dolls movie, and it was just the most ridiculous situation and it was like nobody had any ideas and and even the ideas people had were because that was the other thing nobody wanted to like give their good songs right like nobody really wanted to it was like the Bratz Dolls movie like nobody wants to really give their 100% to it <laughs> this is a crazy time anyway long story it was sorry but that's cool but um you know, how do you write songs for the Brad Stalls? I mean, I used to get that too. I used to work with a producer who would, uh, he, he worked at Vapor Music and, and I did the same thing with him where it was on spec where he would be like, okay, well, he'd come to the studio and they'd be like, okay, they're looking for UK pop with like a country twang. And I'd be like, what the hell does that even mean? And we would just try to make a bunch of beats. We would send them in and I did three, four weeks of that. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not giving you, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing, I'm not doing three, four hours a week that I could be making money doing something else. So what is I, I tough, picture, man? I'm picturing that room. You have the like pop singer and like the R and B guy and then like the hip hop guy. And You're the, in a really nice studio, but yeah, it was like the, yeah, the, the, the women in songs got eight guy. He was like really old. He was older. So he was like him and his, you know, he needed a piano. He was in the other room with the piano. Um, Agile and I were hanging out just like making beats. Actually, that, that was Agile. I remember, I'll never forget Agile playing me uh, Talib Kweli's The Blast. No, it was Reflection Eternal, The Blast, in his car. And I just remember being like, holy, this is amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you've pronounced my name. Kweli? That one? Mm, yeah, yeah. That's Talib Kweli. It's not Reflection Eternal. Right, but it was played high, 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 high tech. tech. Yeah, high tech. Yeah, it's high tech and quality though on that album. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. Talib Kweli is like 
went from like a, a conscious hip hop lovable figure to this like that like, people don't like that guy. Hey, eh? like he's he's a potster. On Twitter, he's terrible. Yeah. On Twitter, he just can't let it go. Yo, what do you think of Sid Cicero? He's a potster. Do you know who that is? I don't really know Tim, him. Tim no. and Sid. Oh, but they're like TSN Sportsnet sports guys. Yeah, but he's he's a pot he's a potster now. He says things to get people angry. Yeah, he's, I don't he's really. Like, he's like trying to be like a Skip Bayless kind of guy. See, I used to yeah. be like that when I was a when I was younger. I used to love playing the devil's advocate. Like I get that, but what I began to learn about it, and the more times I got into arguments with people, where I was just I wasn't even arguing a point that I wanted to make. I was just like, I'll play the devil's advocate here. It's it's just he's kind of a devil's advocate. That's not thing what he's doing. That's it's a jerk thing to do. It's a privileged thing to do too, which sucks. Privileged but in sports. Uh, I just mean the devil's advocate position is a privileged one. Typically, it's it's one that really it, it's like it's an easy it's an easy argument. It's not it's not like nuanced. Yeah, I think I think a lot if of people you, like to think. I think people think oh that's smart. It's not smart. I think if you do it and you're neglecting someone's pain, yes, that's something we have to acknowledge is the pain that drives some of these things that are happening is very deep and hard to understand yes it's it's privileged to be like well on the one hand because it's like the, some people have so much pain there's no one hand other hand there's just expression and fear and pain, right like this yeah like i, I mean like i used this, to use yeah i was just saying like the black lives matter stuff like like outside of looting and smashing businesses and stuff which like a lot of that I think is just anarchy, but any of the other, like just, I don't understand how anyone could, could have got offended by all that. Like, like, uh, uh, uh do you ever watch Fargo? The show? Not the show. New no. seasons based in, uh, in, uh, Missouri in the fifties. And just, you see, and you know, it's not about racial issues particularly, but they, they play out. Jesus almost dropped my laptop. And just the, you know, the, you can't go in this door. You can't go here, yeah. black stuff. I mean, yeah. holy moly, man! Like that, that it's crazy, man. It's it's like, <laughs> I, I feel so bad. I I don't even know what to say, you know. And as a white person, I don't know how how, how I can help, other than try and be one of the good guys, I guess, and advocate for the right stuff. But in my heart, is very open to that what they've been through and just in canada my canadian version is the aboriginal or the uh, uh indigenous i think is the word good word yeah man they're going through it's it too right now man. but you know the, i used to use the devil's advocacy to help me figure out points right like i would be like okay well what's you know like if i had something i wanted to say or if i was going to be in an argument or a negotiation or those with a girlfriend or a friend or whatever, I would play the devil's advocate with myself so that I could be like, okay, well, what are they going to counter me with? And it would help me like, it would help me kind of shore up my arguments. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's useful. You know, I think, I think playing, I think it's as long as you're, you know, well, Hey, they're going to say this, what's your reaction to that? And then have, you know, you can create a more nuanced argument. I think that's useful, but I think we got to strip all of this stuff down to brainstem and human fucking basic shit, like, which is like mm. love and decency, you know, and common yeah. ground. Right. Like, like really. Hey, can we talk about, we need to talk about MF Doom. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've, I've never been a fan. I don't hate it, but um, hate his music. He's, he's dope, conscious dude or whatever, like boom bap shit. But right. he, he made a big impact. You see all the people. Um, it, it's been emotional, man. Yeah. It's been really emotional. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we don't, whatever, if you're not that familiar, but. Because like, I'm, I'm not dissimilar from that in the sense that like I wasn't like a diehard fan, but I was I was quite familiar with him. From an engineering standpoint, you know, we used to laugh because it was like guys would come to the studio like after Mad Lib and and Doom were doing their thing. People would come to the studio and they want they'd want their stuff to sound like bad, and we used to call it craptastic. Like the engineers, we used to be like, oh yeah, I had a craptastic client come through the studio because like they they come through. We've spent, meanwhile, I've spent, at that point, I'd spent five, ten years of my life trying to figure out how to make records sound clean and punchy and balanced and crisp and all this. And they're like, yeah, we want our stuff to sound like tr- trash. And I'm like, wow, you've come to the wrong place, my friend. Uh, you know, how do I take their money? I don't know. Um, but it's so funny how many levels. I mean, that's as an engineer. That's, yeah, they wanted grimy. Um, um, but yeah. it also is funny, you know, we're talking about, you know, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, um, I, yeah, I've heard a bunch of records with him on it through my like jazzy boom bappy kind of music that I will listen to, like some static selecta shit here and there. And definitely a cool MC, definitely like clever rhymes. I saw some people like referring to him as like a genre bending artist. Uh, uh, I know we miss him, but isn't it all hip hop? Like, this is going to be, oh man, you could roast me for this. Justin Bieber, Latin pop, well, he, hip hop, like that's genre bending, isn't it? Not if it's all bars, like he just rapped. Dude made great work, but it was just rap, right? Or did he have records I'm not, I don't know about on some other shit? I don't, I don't you know, it's funny. I don't think, I don't think that, I think you have somewhat of a point there. Uh, what, what I would say and I think where that where, where the whole genre bending thing comes from is I'll liken it to this. And this is, we've talked about this on the show, for example, when we oh, had, I uh, think I know what it was too. It's like sci-fi and and music. Is that the genre bending? Well, it's no, but it's it, no, it's more of a sense of identity. So like we we've had we've had women on the show, Lexiosis and others. We talked about how like the sort of predicament, for example, of a female MC, where it's like they can really only occupy two lanes. Like there's only two identities that we, are. are you know, like they could either either they either got to sound tough or they're going to be sexy, right? And then right, there's really right. no other identities that they can occupy or lanes. And you know, but we don't talk about that so much with men. But it is it isn't dissimilar with with a with a with a male MC where it's like they're either struggle rap or they're hustlers or you know, like that's it. Like they're not well, really a lot the of lover fighter combo. There's the fifty sure. cent pop smoke. Yeah, but even then, there's not a lot of lanes that that a, that a male rapper can occupy. Right. And the thing about Doom was. Doom completely rewrote the identity of the, the concept of what the identity that a rapper could occupy, right? Like I'm going to wear a mask and be like this villain doom. And I'm going to rhyme about like, I'm going to rhyme about vats of urine on danger doom. Like he has a whole song. That's what it's about. It's like, what? And like, or I'm going to like pretend to be like, you know, one of his, one of his personalities is, uh, is, um, King Ghidorah. Who's, who's, um, a villain from the Godzilla universe. And he's a, he's like a, you know, 300 foot tall golden three headed dragon. And then he's going to write a song or, or, and then he's got another, you know, Vod, um, what's it? Vil, uh, 
Victor Vaughn is the younger version. And then there's a whole song where Victor Vaughn is dissing MF Doom for taking his woman. Like just stuff like this. Mm. And sending imposters wearing masks, you know, like that's a big thing. The idea, so for example, the, the importance of, for him, the idea of wearing a mask where it was like, for him, he was like, the music started to, it, it was more important how the music looked than how it sounded. So he's like, screw it, I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah, so this idea of identity yeah. is, like, it's not genre bending in the sense of like, I think you're absolutely right. It's boom bap. It's lo-fi. Yeah, um, it's not genre bending. It's it's bending a bunch of cool stuff. It's definitely it's, pushing it's the genre forward. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's not, like there are artists who, Across multiple genres, and you know, I mean, he did work with he did work with Tom York. He did he did collaborations with artists that were definitely outside of hip hop, the hip hop realm. That's cool. You know, you could you could say that. But I see what you're saying, but yeah, it, it's weird because I've had so many conversations with him in the past week that I no one I can't pinpoint it. Like it feels like I'm talking in circles, and I can't seem to put, put my finger on it. And it's like it's because there's really no. Like it's not very often in in music or in culture that you have somebody that is so there's no one to compare him to, right? I mean, mm. you could say Cool Keith. You know, Cool Keith left the major label, did Doctor Octagon. Like that's similar, right? Like put on a persona. Um, you know, like I I brought up David Bowie in a conversation because you know David Bowie was Ziggy Ziggy Stardust for a time, yeah. and he lasted and changed over decades but there's really nobody like doom like there really isn't he's so singularly himself and and yet he affected so many people like you look at tyler the creator and have you know yeah. doing videos and like yo those guys are huge like before our eyes but like in the shadows also i feel like canada didn't go that hard for odd future it's it's weird because they're it's old now it's like 10 plus mm. years old yeah but like at the same time, I kind of like, oh, that happened. It was that big. Where was I? Because ten years ago, I was twenty six years old. I was a young man. You know, what I I'm remember saying? it. I but remember. I wasn't. I wasn't going hard for that shit. I remember some Earl Sweatshirt music. The I forget the name of the track that went pretty hard or whatever. But I didn't know these guys. I, I didn't know about Lawyer Squad, which is so funny. So, mm. well, I think it's interesting that you bring them up like that because with them. The thing that I noticed was, first of all, they came out of nowhere, which was weird. And then, of course, later learned that, you know, like, for example, Frank Ocean was part of that crew. He yeah. went on his own. But everyone was like, wow, they came out of nowhere. And then I remember finding out that they'd been signed, you know, like uh, Frank Ocean had a, had a deal with Def Jam two years before the crew blew up. Um, you know, they had they had sponsorship deals with Supreme and other like major clothing sponsors and things like that. Like they were actually really, really plugged in. And it was this interesting sort of turn where it was like, you know, within a month they had blown up, but it was, it seemed, it actually seemed very calculated. You know, the other thing though, that I do want to point out about them, that I think is really important is they took the whole white skate culture thing and did a black version of it. Cool. And, cool. and it was really compelling. Like there's real sweatshirt videos where like, you know, there's, they're skateboarding and like they're breaking their teeth and there's blood coming out of their mouths and they're drinking lean and stuff. And it's like all this stuff that's been like white skate culture stuff for so long they kind of appropriated it in almost this reverse way, which I thought was kind of genius. I was like, yeah. that really, you know, and I know, I know we didn't go hard for, it or for whatever it was. Maybe they weren't as big in Canada. I thought it was genius. I, I didn't, I did, I despised the rape rap stuff that Tyler was doing early on. Um, oh, really? Rape rap? There's definitely some rape rap stuff going on. Like he's being pretty like 
I mean, whatever. There's misogyny in rap is a thing. You know, we've had that discussed a few times, but um, you know, like even early Danny Brown was like pretty. Like I remember going to see. I remember saw. I saw Danny like Brown smack that bitch up type of shit. Yeah, pretty pretty harsh, pretty harsh rape rap stuff. Yeah. Um, forcing yourself on women stuff. Yeah. Ew. So. You know, but I mean, they were trying to be hard, whatever. I don't know. I didn't like that whole vibe of it, but I thought the whole imagery of it was genius, the way they took white skate culture and, and made a black person. Yeah, skate, skate culture awesome. is some of the dopest shit. It's some of the, like, least racist, least... Like, it's ages, too. Dog, I have, I have 13... Definitely. Yeah. I have 15-year-old homies. You know what I mean? From the skate park. I don't fucking ask for their IG. I don't... <laughs> You know what I mean? I, if I saw them somewhere, I'd be like, what up? But when I go to the park, they know me now. Those are my boys. Those are my yeah. skate boys, you know? And yeah. it's cool. And we just, and, and literally all we talk about is the, the skating that we're doing. We're not like, they're not asking me to like give them life lessons, nor am I yeah. doing that. And same way with race. And to be honest, when I see a dope girl skater or like somebody of color skateboarding or whatever, like that, I don't know, it just makes me feel good. I'm just like, fuck yeah. Like we're all just doing this. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just dope, you know? It's interesting because I feel the same way with the b-boy community where I was like, man, like everyone's just doing this and, and it's the same thing. It was ageist. It was multicultural and there was no, yeah, there's just no pretense. And it was great. I think it's interesting you mentioned because with, with skate stuff, what I always thought was interesting was I never understood. It's like, why is punk, like where does punk rock, you know? Like when I heard the that's, that's so long ago, dude. I know that's so long ago, but I'm saying. So long ago. I never that's understood like, the connection. It didn't make sense to me for a long time. What? Until I. Skate and well, destroy, smash shit. Fucking don't tell me what to do. Break into places. Well, but the whole Fuck punk. My, my what I'm saying is the punk relationship with hip hop. I didn't understand at first. I was like the Beastie Boys. I was like, mm. they're coming from this different place. Like I didn't see that. I didn't. I wasn't into skate culture, so I didn't see the crossover there until later. I was like, oh, that's how that you know. And in, in the same way that like in the same way that like punk and reggae have a really interesting crossover in in England and in some of its mm. upbringings or like with ska music and things like that. Like there's. Mm there's interesting sort of bleed over in, in communities and culture movements where just like you're saying race wasn't a thing. It was just like, there were a lot of, you know, Caribbean people living in suburban outskirts of London and their music was mixing with young punk rock kids. And they were like, and then ska happens, you know what I mean? Or like you listen to the police, right? Like the police are, they're a reggae group, man. Like people don't talk about it, but it's like, Sting's a lot a, of their- Sting's a dickhead, and <laughs> and 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 Sting being the halftime show for the uh, Toronto All Star Game. We've talked about this. One of the it great abominations. It was terrible. Uh, it, it. I'm just like, this is our one chance to be cool. What the we fuck, guys? We could have the weekend. Bieber, Drake, fucking Sarah McLaughlin. For come on, you know, <laughs> like we could have done something uh, uh, cheeky. You want to be? You want to be? Uh, uh, like safe, you could have had like a hip hop artist, and then had like some Canadian iconic singer come out and sing the chorus, and be actually they wouldn't do that because it's not really a Canadian platform; it's just hosted mm. in Canada. But anyway, for fuck's sake, that was so lame. Oh, it's really I'm bad. Over it. I'm not over it. It was so cold that weekend. I was like, no free agents are ever going to come here after this. It's so we, cold. I know, dude. I remember that it was like minus bad. thirty. I remember just being like, no one's going to come here. Um, but hey, man, listen, boring is safe. Canada is boring. That's why it's safe. Boring is safe. Just say that to yourself over and over again. 
in the States, you, as, a, as a touring artist, as a whatever, there's a lot more opportunity to make money in so many different ways. There's also a lot more opportunities to get your house broken into by a meth head and stabbed in a road rage incident. Boring is safe. If what? Not in Canada? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying in America. Yeah, okay. you can get make, you can get your money on, but you can also there's a lot. It's it's scarier. Canada is boring. Carjacking, safe. Mark Rebier, my one of my favorite loop artists. He's called Loop Daddy. I don't know if you you know. Oh, you know Mark Rebley Rebley Rebier, yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah. in a funk. I seen his Twitter. He's like, damn man, I'm trying. he's not doing so good. Well, he got all of his stuff jacked out of his car in San Francisco. Now I don't know that that's part of it. He that was months. That was a couple months ago. Doesn't but. help. It doesn't help. No, it was pretty bad. And I remember just being like, oh man, like, yeah. I mean, Zombie I, had, land. I had my stuff jacked in Montreal. It was brutal on tour. Wait, did, yeah, we were recording when someone tried to break into my house, right? No. No. You told me the story. I didn't tell it on the show? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll save it for another episode because we don't have too, too much time. All right. Well, listen, it's nice to be back. You, yeah. you son. Yeah. Congratulations again. Thank you. Wish me luck. Uh, all right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Good luck. Peace out.
Hi, this is Lincoln Bio. Listen to Ruckus Avenue Radio at dashradio.com and download the Dash Radio app for complete access 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to our station.